Welcome to Sports Cap Radio. We are continuing our divisional series today with the NFC East. Yes, that's right. The Sports Memory, which obviously hosts this podcast, which loves to bash the Cowboys. Lo and behold, we do the NFC East. You could argue probably the most historical franchise in NFL history. They certainly have the most Super Bowl wins. Uh, historically dominated by the Cowboys, but not so much in recent history. This division over the last 20 years has actually been one of the most embattled divisions in all of football. The NFC Least? Yeah, the NFC Least, which I think last year, it was a weird podcast, by the way. Two two of the people on the podcast chose the Giants. And I'm really interested to hear what you guys think about this division this year. I think it is an improved division, but I'd say it's still down. Oh, I, I definitely, I mean... I think it's the haves and the have-nots, honestly. I kind of think it's a two-team race for the top and a two-team race for the bottom. Right? Yeah. Oh, oh we're, we're talking football shit. I, I'm still thinking about the uh, the intro music. Like, right when you jumped in, I was getting ready to start that. <laughs> I was having flashbacks. Like, you're getting ready to uh, really start swinging the sticks, you know? <laughs> so, the, historically, um, playoff berths since 1967, Dallas Cowboys at 24. Uh, second place, the Philadelphia Eagles, then Washington, and then the Giants. Um, it's definitely the most historical division, but it's also a remember-win division. Because over the last 20 years, really the only two teams that have been relevant have been the Philly and Giants, and then, of course, the Cowboys, the laughingstock of the league. Oh. I mean, just the quarterbacks in this division in the past 20 years have been just bleh. I mean, is Donovan McNabb probably the best quarterback in the past 20 years in this division? I mean, you look at quarterback play around Tony, the league. Tony Romo. And, I, mean, it's, oh, I mean, it's hard to say Tony Corona Romo Tony. is definitively the best quarterback. No, but he's, he's got to be up there. Yeah, definitely definitely up there. I mean, Eli Manning Eli. did win two Super Bowls. Yeah. And, <laughs> that's, is, that, is that just <laughs> what we say about Eli Manning for the rest of his life? <laughs> Yeah. Yes. I mean, yes, he's a, he's a 500 quarterback. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You know? No, no, he's a non-losing quarterback. Remember that one, guys. It's right. a non-losing quarterback, which means you're elite, right? Right? Isn't that right, uh, Brandon? You know, that's apparently what it means. Is Nick, Cole, is Nick Foles the worst winning Super Bowl quarterback oh. in the past oh. 20 years? Who? Nick Foles. Uh, uh, if, if you said 25, that's where I was going at, because uh, that's definitely Dilfer. Dilfer, but, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, okay. It's hard to hard to deny what he did in those playoffs. He was absolutely a monster. But you know, it's also like Joe. He he was Joe Flacco like in that one playoff run. Yeah. for the Eagles. Just I mean, un- really, unstoppable, unstoppable. I mean, Tom Brady obviously broke the 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 play the Super Bowl record for yardage with over five hundred in that Super Bowl. But Nick Foles still threw up for like four hundred and forty yards. Like he was ridiculous. But that's just that's just how weird this division is. The last three Super Bowls won have been by Nick Foles and two times by Eli Manning, both times defeating the the Mammoth Patriots. It's just yeah. bizarre. And then watching the Cowboys fall every year, it's just it's just a joy, folks. It really is. It's a fucking joy. Oh man. Oh, <sighs> it it really is, but do they not they didn't technically fall fall? I, I think there's going to be a lot of uh Dude, the way the Cowboys season ended has to be the most hilarious way yes. a season has ended in a long time. Oh I mean, who I can't for I can't not watch that Dak play. I mean, seeing what other teams like watching the Kansas City Buffalo game, how they scored oh. so quickly, and then the way that Dak couldn't. Oh my god! No, like, no, he's elite. He's elite. <laughs> that that couldn't. <laughs> 
encapsulate the Cowboys' last 20 years better was that end of that game. I'm, it was I'm, so I'm, great. I'm pretty sure Dak's right in that uh, that pay range of the, that exact game, Mahomes and uh, Josh Allen. He's right up there in the upper-tier quarterback. So when the game's on the line in the playoffs, we have Josh Allen drive it all the way down, score a touchdown, and then obviously Mahomes is ridiculous. Uh, 17 thir- seconds, yeah, right? I, I was going to say 13, but way to dull it down uh, and be accurate. But, you know, they drive it down, find it away, and Dak slides, and they lose. I think safe to say, in terms of meme content, this is the best division in the league. And, of course, we're a meme page. Um, my favorite thing, and we are going to start, folks, at the very bottom with the, with the Giants. Uh, one thing I love about the Giants is that they certainly have a type in quarterback. It's the white bread quarterback. Like, think just, just think about the last starting quarterback for the Giants that was black. I, I literally can't even, I, I can't even think of one. They, they, they have a type. It's like the slightly autistic, mouth open on the sidelines, dumb-looking motherfucker quarterback. I, when Daniel Jones and Eli Manning used to stand next to each other on the sidelines for, for New York, that was quite the sight to behold. It was like, this guy's passing the torch to this guy. <laughs> well, you so, m- m- I mean, make me happy. <laughs> we might get a black quarterback this year for the Giants and Tyrod Taylor, their, their new backup. It could be. Who knows? But... Heck no. Rumor times, baby. Rumor has that the Giants are interested in Jimmy Garoppolo. So that's that's an interesting uh that's an interesting progression. But obviously with the Giants, they get Dable. I I don't quite understand. Like I I, I absolutely understand them picking Dable. And I wonder if they just think he's a good coach or if they think that they can save Danny Dimes. Because I know two guys on this podcast that would love to save Danny Dimes. Well, I mean, they did hire the the GM, uh, the assistant GM from the Bills to work with Dable. So, like, you know, hand in hand, I think it's a belief in Dable, given that's the case. It, they it, may believe that they can work with Danny Dimes and they can, you know, he has some Josh Allen qualities, but I don't know that he's if, they're necessarily sold on him. Didn't they decline? We're, we're his, talking his about the most option? athletic quarterback in the entire league in Danny Dimes, right? Yeah, did, yeah, didn't I mean, they decline his fifth year option, though? Um, I, be- I believe they did. No, they did. Yeah, yeah. it's already declined. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so Danny Dimes, remember, he, he has the longest run by in NFL history by a white quarterback without scoring 80 yards when he tripped and fell. Yeah. It, it's it's really a no-brainer. Like, if in the old Giants, uh, under Gettleman, that was the old Giants GM. You, Awful. They, yeah, Awful. They, yeah, they bring, they bring Garoppolo in, but, like, with Danny Dimes, it's a no-brainer. Let him go. If he sucks... You're in the running for one of these like new young quarterbacks, and if he's good, then you know you, you figure it out, trade, resign, do what you want to. I do. mean, you could franchise tag him still. Yeah, I mean, I, either way, they're not going to be they're not going to be like really in contention of anything. But you have you just you let it run because if he sucks, like I said, you can yeah. get a top. I mean, two, top three. Didn't pick. they clock Danny Dimes faster than Tyreek? Tyreek faster than Tyreek, faster than Lamar. He uh, he he was the fastest. Player, according to NFL Next Gen stats, uh, two years ago when he when he had that play where he tripped and fell, <laughs> which, is, which is why he in terms of layers of reaching man, top, that's speed, just like right? that's yeah. the funniest thing that maybe in the entire NFL because you look at him, yeah, both while he's running, like you you watch Tyreek when he runs and it's just incredible, it's yeah. natural. Right? 
But you watch Danny Dimes, and it barely looks like he's moving, but he's covering four yards at a time. Like, it yeah, you, you guys, uh, you guys remember? You have to remember that it's like exactly like uh, Little Giants. Uh, I'm gonna score a touchdown. I'm gonna score a touchdown. Except for <laughs> instead of the Cowboys, the little Cowboys defender, his shoes were like, "Oh no, you're not." Boom. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I gotta ask you guys. Let's center this around Danny Dimes because he's such a fascinating creature. He's like I said, the, he's the Giants' prototypical white bread quarterback, and I think they try to treat him like he's this white bread pocket passer, when in fact he's actually a prototypical size athletic freak. And I think yes. that he's just been mismanaged. I mean, it's it's very clear. Joe Judge was just an embarrassing choice at coach. Um, but I just got to ask you guys: Is there any? <laughs> How many years can we get fooled by Danny Dimes? And can Dable come in there and save him? I, can well, I think DJ Khaled put it the best. Another one. Yeah, I mean, say, I can only speak for myself. I'm getting fooled by Danny Dimes at least one more year. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Same. I've I've been on the anti Danny Dimes dreams. Uh, Danny Dimes train the whole time, uh, and I think I will remain there. I I just. He's not an NFL quarterback, or he's not a starting NFL quarterback. He can be a backup somewhere, but this is not a guy that you can build a franchise around, in my opinion. Give me Danny Dimes. We, last time I was on this podcast, I missed last week, but give me Danny Dimes over Jameis Winston all day. Yeah, and Absolutely I'm going to tell day. you that Jameis Winston has been significantly more successful as a quarterback in the NFL. <laughs> you can have him. <laughs> I, 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 think, I think the player that benefits the least – um, from this Dable hiring in New York is going to be Evan Ingram not staying there. I think he would have benefited hugely in this offense. Um, you know, Dable, Dable's going to do the right thing with Dimes. He's going to get him out of the pocket. He's going to get him moving. Like he knows how to adjust his quarterbacks. Obviously, we've seen it with Josh Allen. Um, for me, the my biggest question is going to be Saquon Barkley's production. Is it going to be more on the ground or in the air? Is, is this going to be more of like the uh, like an 80 plus, 80, 90, 100 plus reception type of thing? Or are we looking like 250 so, carries? So this team is going to have four new starters along the offensive line. I actually think that the moves that they made in terms of solidifying that offensive line, you know, drafting Evan Neal, bringing in a guy like John Feliciano, et cetera, um, it's going to be a better line at the end of the day, at the end of the season. But the thing is, when you have four new starters, it takes time to gel. We all understand that from the offensive line perspective. You can't just plug and play these guys. Evan Neal is going to be a rookie right tackle. Uh, Andrew Thomas has been mediocre as a left tackle, but they could get there. This team could be good in terms of the offensive line, but in terms of answering your Saquon Barkley question, they're just they're going to be trailing in a lot of games because their secondary is not good. So, so we're looking at a hundred receptions out of Barkley this most week. very likely right. that that is more like he's probably their best pass catcher yeah. at this point. Honestly, they didn't do that much and they didn't do that much passing to running backs in uh, in Buffalo though. I mean, yeah, but they threw the ball a lot. Uh, um, they did, they did. So, I mean, again, that's what I'm looking at. Like, I'm looking at Dabble coming over from Buffalo and implementing that offense. A lot of op, like a lot of quarterback options, right? A lot of getting Danny Dimes in space. A lot of spreading the ball out. I mean, they have a lot of slot ish receivers, right? So, yep. I, I think I think they're gonna try to get a lot of yak. I think they're gonna play sideline to sideline football, and they're try to they're gonna try to get a bunch of chunk plays. That way, so, so um, and that makes this offense very exciting. Well, in, well, in my you, view, well, you have you have like a perfect hybrid. So, like 
Tom Brady under Dable. Yeah, D- it, Dable it, was the head was the offense coordinator yeah. in in um in New England, and I'm pretty sure the backs caught lots of balls there. Yeah, they throw they throw it to the backs and tight ends a lot. It just so happened that Josh Allen, as he was developing, a lot of times when he was just too scared to make a turnover, he would just fucking run the ball and run people over, right? As he should. And and that's that's why those re- running back receptions went down. Yeah, but when you have you have a player like you know a quarterback, quarterback like Danny D. Double D over there and uh, Barkley catching passes. It's uh, I don't think it's out of the question to see him catching a lot of those checkdowns and extra flare like you know yeah. the oh shit re- release go go make a few yards and get a highlight for me. Well, let's talk about some pros and cons of Dabble because I do think it was a great coaching hire. I do think he takes over kind of a, a mess. With Absolutely, the as does the um, GM because Dave Gettleman is fucking awful, as we told you from the day he was hired. I think it was a bizarre choice from Dabble, but you know he it, it does appear they they were uh, targeting him from the beginning, so. Pros, he turned around Josh Allen. I don't think Josh Allen's the guy he is today. Uh, he's part of the reason that the Buffalo Bills are as good as they are today. Uh, cons, he looks like the guy that just walked out of Arby's bathroom and is going to blame the shit that you smell in there on the, the guy before him. Hey, dude, <laughs> it smelled really bad in there when I got in there. I just took a pee. Uh, he's got that Freddie Kitchens face to him. Um, and I, I he, he, here's all I'm saying. I'm not the type that judges a book by its cover, but when I see guys like Freddie Kitchens, Dabble, like who's another guy? Just like a messy looking. Oh, um, Matt uh, Roll. Matt Roll. Just like a messy looking dude. Like the, you can't you can't even like if you put Dabble in a tuxedo, he still looks like he's at a NASCAR game. You know what I'm saying? Like, and there's just something about NASCAR that type game. of. Guy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know NASCAR, folks. What NASCAR race? You've attended more NASCAR races than I have. Probably, probably, unfortunately. But yeah, he 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 just no matter how much you dress up that guy, he still looks like he's from like Central Florida. Yeah, that's yeah. all I'm saying. I mean, I I, I think the offense. Um, I, I think there's some really interesting sleepers on this on, on the offense. Um, I, I think we get a, a Saquon Barkley kind of revival. I think he he bounces back in a big way. It's too much talent there not to. But outside of their their draft pick this year, Jihad Ward and and obviously Leonard Williams on defense, like defense is just fucking terrible. Well, so yeah. when you say that you dig their offense, you like these wide receivers. Um, I hate Kenny Galladay as a number one, yeah. but I like Sterling Shepard a lot as a number two, and I like Kadarius Tony as a flyer. Uh, Ricky Seal Jones showed little 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 bit in, in Arizona. I think you know being the main guy in this offense could be good for him. Like, love Saquon. Love Daniel Jones to do with his legs, and the offensive line is improved. So yeah, I, I really do like the offense. Um, but Kenny Galladay, no matter where you, no matter where you draft actual, him, like, winning team. <laughs> well, no matter where you draft Kenny Galladay, you took him too early. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I, 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 I was like, everyone, shut up because this is gonna be awesome. I, I hate, I hate their wide receivers. Um, I think obviously Kadarius Tony has a chance just because if they just throw him the ball short and be like, hey, go do something. The problem is this guy's always injured. Um, the the real issue for this team though is they just don't have a neck anymore. They lose their biggest loss is probably Mike Glennon and and his neck. And we all know that <laughs> the neck is the way that the like how the head turns. So I mean, it's easy to cut off the snake when it doesn't have a neck. It's true. And Dave and what. What they lose in Glennon, they definitely lose with Dabble because he all—he's all another guy that just doesn't have a neck. No yeah. neck. Yeah, <laughs> Glennon. It's tragic. They, they need to pick up Glennon and just have him transport his neck on some of these guys. So, so the- Sterling, Sterling Shepard's one of my favorite kind of guys. He's like that. He's going to give you eight, eight, eight catches for like forty yards every week. Yeah. What do we yeah. think of Wandale? How do I? Because I mean, because again, I think all three of those guys are going to get hurt. 
right? I I, I like Wandale coming out of the Wandale. Um, Are you intentionally Wandale. saying his name wrong? Okay, I'm gonna be now, honest I'm, with I'm you. Doing I thought, my best, Brian Kelly. I thought, you, I thought you were doing a bit well. until just now. Yeah, like, I, I was definitely doing a bit. I was definitely doing. A Honestly, bit. I, no. Um, I'm sorry, guys. I'm going with Wandale. <laughs> Wandale. <laughs> what do you think about Wandale? Because anyone named Wandale doesn't deserve to be taken seriously. I think he's a pretty decent <laughs> slot receiver. Um, I do too. Yeah, guys, but can, can we can we all like like agree that this is the easiest like. Um, you know, what what you'd bet on for over under under seven and a half for the Giants? Yeah, I, that's insane to me. I I have a feeling we might have some, but yeah, I mean we, we might as well go there. Uh, so we get, so seven and a half. Um, let's get a consensus out of the five of us. Who's taking the over? I no. am. <laughs> Why are you taking the over, Dubit? Danny Dimes. <laughs> I mean, again, I, I I really like Danny. Again, everything you just said for Dabble and Danny Dimes. For the Saquon Barkley resurgence, for the offensive line, um, I think this division is really bad. Like, I think there can be games that you can win. I have them going eight and nine. Okay. I do. I, I, I mean, I think they have some swing games. If you look at their, uh, again, I don't want to go all conference breakdown, um, but, you know, they do play the Panthers. They do play the Bears. So they do play the Jaguars. Like they they play, and then they play their own division. Like they yeah. have a pretty easy Feels schedule. Like, uh, so so per Warren Sharp, they actually have the yeah, easiest the easiest schedule. Easiest schedule. Right. That's why it's getting. I could, I could feel Warren Sharp yeah. looming over my shoulder. Yeah. He's coming. Um, I mean, so the NFC East is playing the AFC South, which is not a good division, and the NFC North, which has two good teams and two bad teams, probably. Um, so. So, I mean, yeah, it lines up as an easy schedule. It doesn't mean the roster's good enough to win those games, though. Hey, you know what's, you know what's also cool about the easiest schedule when you're the worst in your division? You get the easiest schedule. Right now, I'm all the way back to 2016, and they haven't sniffed seven wins. So, uh, yeah. keep, keep going about your uh, confidence <laughs> a- Anybody else taking the over? So, we got one on the over. Yeah. Not a Extra game, games dude. the Ravens, they have, they have a, by the way. They have a rookie corner and a Dory Jackson on the outside. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think I think, like, yeah, if I think Dory it, Jackson's your nickel. You you pro- you're probably really happy with that. But he's their most experienced, it, probably yeah. most talented cornerback. I, I, I think if, I think good. we're at, at five and a half. If we're at five and a half, we can have like a real debate. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. But seven sure. and a half is just like an absurd. I agree. I, th- I think they're actually going to be one of these spoiler teams this year because I think Dabble's a real deal. I mean, he, he might be a GM at Arby's, but he is. I think he's. I think he's actually going to be one of these guys that pans out. Um, I just don't like this team. The only thing they got going for, in my opinion, really, really good offensive line. Really, really good offensive line. That's I think, pretty much I think it. it'll get there. I think their front seven defensively is not bad, though, um, in general. Oh, um, oh, yeah, you got Dexter Lawrence and then uh, Kevon Thibodeau, but I'm yeah. so unsold on him but, right but, now. But their secondary, like Dare pointed out, is trash, and that's great that you can stop the run, but if everybody has but to pass on you. But look throwing the ball. They're going against Jalen Hurts, and they're going against Carson Wentz. You don't need I'm a secondary. I'm telling you, like, you, you can say what you want about Jalen Hurts, but this is the kind of secondary that might make Jalen Hurts look good. Like, like you're going against really the Bears. Bad. You're going against the Jaguars. You're going against teams. It doesn't matter who your secondary is. Yeah, they're going to get those wins. I agree. I just think wins. a shitty team is a shitty team. I, I, honestly, I'm I'm right there with you, Brandon, and I'm ready to be hurt by Danny Dimes again. I didn't know Derek was actually this big of a Danny Dimes guy. This this makes me happy. Um, I actually one of my favorite trades ever in fantasy history. A couple of years ago, uh, Brandon in our league he traded <laughs> he traded me Danny Dimes for Marvin Jones, and I'm not even joking. The same week I dropped. <laughs> 
<laughs> the same week, I mean, it's one of those trades where I didn't need Marvin Jones. I didn't need Danny Dimes. I was going to drop Marvin Jones. I traded Brandon. Well, you had told me you were going to drop Marvin Jones. So it was just a waiver yeah, thing. Like was. I just didn't want him to go yeah. through waivers. Yeah. So that, that was a pretty funny thing. But I, I really, I really, truly do think this could be a year for for Danny Dimes. And here's all you have to do, Giants. He's not a pocket passer. He actually does have a gun. But you need to fucking run some plays where it's it's an intentional run play. I just want to see one intentional run play from the Giants. Cheers. Sorry, boys. We we did our fantasy picks, so we're uh, we're taking some some shots, and this this could get this this uh, division preview could get a little sloppy. But what one run play other than a terrible quarterback sneak at the goal line? Speaking of sloppy, let's move on to the Washington. <laughs> The Washington Commanders, their first year as the Commanders, right? They weren't the Commanders correct, last year. Correct, They were still the Washington football team. And there's already all these shitty nicknames for them. The, the Washington Commies. I'm sorry, it's just, it's not that, you gotta come up with something better. I mean... Washington <laughs> cunts? That's low-hanging fruit. It is It is low-hanging <laughs> fruit. And with, with the ownership team, come on, you gotta be able to come up with something better. And especially the death trap that is FedEx Field. Come on, folks. There's got to be something better than the commies. The Washington It'll, come on them titties. I mean, our, our boy Tur- Dirty no, Curdy. That, that's awesome, though. That, <laughs> that, that's like... that's like Our, our boy Dirty Curdy, uh, the whose birthday is today. Happy birthday, Kurt. We'll take another shot for you later. Um, <clears throat> he would say that FedEx Field is soon to be Amazon Field, and it's going to be owned by Jeff Bezos, the whole team. So, I mean, it's very possible. That could happen. That could happen. No. But what till the commanders are run by machines, they're going to be really bad. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about the commanders. Uh, what what are the commanders doing in the offseason? They go out and get Carson, <laughs> Carson Wentz. Yes, obviously the big This could man. be the worst move in in NFL history. It's so I, I we have a we have a bona fide Colts hater on our podcast. His name is Brandon, and just when you thought the Colts couldn't possibly dig themselves out of the rut, that was this awful Carson Wentz trade. Somehow they find a franchise even fucking dumber than they are to pick up this just idiot. Like I, d- d- his, doesn't his face just bother you? Well, well, he's finally found a team that wants him. It's not, it's nice to be wanted. That's apparently. what he said. Did yeah. you see that red tuxedo that oh, he had there, or suit God. or whatever? That thing was fire. Let me ask you: more punchable <laughs> face, Mason Rudolph or Carson Wentz? Rudolph. Uh, Carson Wentz. Rudolph. Carson, Carson Wentz. I gotta go, Rudolph. But it's close. No, it's close. Yeah, no, it's close. You, you don't. You don't punch when, when, uh, Rudolph in the face. You hit it with a helmet. <laughs> no. <laughs> but to Rudolph, me, to me, it's not close. Because if the if the faces are close in your book, the red hair has to fucking swing it so hard. I don't know Absolutely. the nose, man. And we're 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 pretty torn on this. But my my thing about Mason Rudolph is he's got just enough like fat on his face that it'd be like a speed bag. Like it'd be comforting for your fist to hit his face. <laughs> Whereas Carson Wentz, it's like a whole minefield going on there. Some, some people like to feel uh, like, like to feel the the face bones fracture in, in their fist. Oh, not, not speaking from experience, just from what I hear. So, anyways, terrifying. Can we, can we, can we go so, back to that trade real quick? Just just because yes, Drew's right. I hate I, I hate I hate the Colts. They literally came out and said we're going to cut him. Yep. We are going to cut him on March 18th. Not if we, I give you three third round picks for him or whatever it was. Yeah, they gave two thirds and a conditional third. Like, that's not an overpayment. That's pulling down your pants. Like, <laughs> li- you could have got him for free. 
literally got him for free and probably signed him to a vet minimum if he's at vet minimum status. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think he could have gotten him vet minimum, but keep going. You're but getting him cheaper. But, re- but regardless, paying. you could have got him on the cheap, cheap. Instead, they super overpaid for I. I think he's a bottom five quarterback. He could be bottom three quarterback. I could be convinced he could be the worst quarterback in the league. Qu- question. Um, would you rather have Jimmy G or Carson Wentz? Jimmy G. Jimmy G. Jimmy G for a- sure. A- a- G for sure. A- and here's the thing. Close. By making the move as early as they did, we mentioned they're a bad franchise. They have they have bad situations going on in terms of ownership and movements and stuff like that. Love their um, You move early on Carson Wentz? Why? Why? Because yeah. would you rather have Carson Wentz or Baker Mayfield? We're all going to say Baker Mayfield. Like yeah. it, it's 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 kind of insane how horribly they played this. I, I'd rather have Taylor Heineke. <laughs> yeah, straight yeah. up. Don't even like, like don't even go off the don't even go off your roster. Like they had a better quarterback. Like Taylor, Taylor Heineke earned at least like like a legit chance. To like like he deserved to have a chance to be a starter. Give him a year because the team there have so many fucking issues. Save those picks. And then if you suck, guess what? You go get Tim Anderson, yeah. get a real pass rusher, unlike that wasted pick at two overall that you did two years before. Well, Will, Will Anderson? Yeah, Tim. Uh, so uh, then why, Tim, if, if they went out and traded for Carson Wentz, why did they go pick Sam Howell in the fifth? Yeah, because he, he's going to be a starter. I mean, I don't, I don't worry about, like, Fifth round draft picks on quarterbacks, like that. That to me is kind of whatever. Or sixth yeah. round but picks, you, right? Yeah. If if you <laughs> look at this team and you look at the the Giants that we just covered, they're they're really similar. No, they're Front- not. Stop it. I think they're both I think bad. The, the, I think they're both I think the bad. De- I think the defensive line is is the strength of their defense. I think the secondaries are both fucking terrible. Mm-hmm. And I think there's some exciting fantasy pieces on offense. Here's the difference. Here's the difference. They are. I think the Giants offensive line is actually has a chance to be decent. This Reds, the Washington commander commanders, whatever their name is, uh, offensive line is fucking trash. The common dude. Yeah. I think yeah. it might be the worst in the league. They lose. But I do like their wider. I do like their wide receivers a lot better. Yeah. I mean, they have Terry McLaurin, which yep. obviously he's a stud, but the offensive line fucking sucks, dude. I think it, it's teams, the worst in the league. Both teams have an overpaid receiver. Like, yeah. definitely. Galladay and McLaurin. Yeah, so... No, McLaurin is underpaid. I, I, love, I disagree with you on that. I love their thought process of taking the most injury-prone quarterback in NFL history, maybe, and putting him on the death field that is <laughs> FedEx field. Like, what right. could possibly go wrong? And honestly... And a bad offensive line. I completely disagree with your assessment on Hal. No matter what you think about Hal... If they don't pick Hal in the fifth, their draft is looked at as so much worse because no matter what you think about Hal, some people had him as their number one quarterback in, he, in this draft. He gives you this hope. Guy, this, he gives this you hope. Yeah. I mean, he, he, yeah, he's I, a guy I like that, that a lot of people believed in him. A lot of people believed in him. And other than that, one thing that I love about their draft, uh, they get burned by Doxson a few years ago. Never draft a TC wide receiver, by the way. Or TCU anything. anyone. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry Hughes has been okay. I, no, if... if if Lydian Sam Howell Tomlinson? Is, if, if 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 his film and measurables are exactly the same and he's three inches taller, he goes in the in the first or second. Oh, round. he goes one one probably. No, but I love that yeah. they they get burned by Dotson in a similar. By the way, like a similar pick number, and then they go and get Dotson, Jahan Dotson out of Penn State. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know, it's, this the, is just, the this, C was the problem. The C. No, it's, <laughs> dude. The the Washington is your dumb fuck friend. That just never learns a lesson and always goes out and gets too slosh at the bar, hits on the ugliest chick there, wakes up, wakes up the next day, and then swears he's not going to drink. And then that very next day, he goes out and gets drunk as fuck and impregnates a chick. 
Like that, that that's that's Washington straight up, and they, they're they're such a laughable franchise, and they really have been for the longest, longest time. That's a very specific analogy. It is. I'm it I'm is. I'm being really annoying, staying on Carson Wentz, but I can't I can't get away from this. I can't get away from this car wreck. Fire we all, away. Do we all agree that the Colts have a good offensive line. Right, really yes. good offensive line. Yeah. Generally, yes. Did you see Carson running for his life? He has no confidence. So you saw how many times he turned the ball over, got sacked. He somehow sprained both his ankles with the Holt <laughs> offensive line. Can you imagine what's going to happen with the Washington's offensive line? Dude, he couldn't yeah. stay upright and healthy with the Colts offensive line. It, so, so this, this is going to be a beautiful disaster. Is, his, his best highlights of last year are like, Throwing a pick six from your own one line, like shuffle backward shuffle to like the D lineman who with nobody around him. He's like, hey, here you go. He he threw left handed for like two and a half minutes. They did like a highlight breakdown of just him throwing left handed. He's right handed by the way, and yeah. he had through like twelve left handed passes last year or something. It was insane. Eight of them intercepted. Dude, Car- <laughs> Carson Wentz, by the way, the, the two sprains, the you know like two chains, two sprains last year. How the fuck do you sprain two ankles? That's hilarious. Only Carson Wentz could do that. I'm so glad you brought that up. But Carson Wentz is is the perfect example of a guy who he was just raised in these small towns, went to North Dakota State, went from living in North Dakota to playing for North Dakota State. Like, wow, big jump, boy. Like, I, I guarantee you he was being recruited by Ohio State and all this, and he's too much of a pussy to even go to fucking Ohio. Goes to North Dakota State. This is a great example of just this innocent flower that just gets fucked by Philly. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, this is a guy that out of every every human being on earth that should have went to Eagles, and I really do think he was a great talent. And let's face it, at one time, this guy was an MVP candidate. For about yeah. eight games. And yeah. I think eight Philly just broke him. I think it just straight up broke his spirit. And I don't think there's anything coming back from that. Can we just go back to the, the deflowering by the by the wrong candidate? So he goes. He goes in there after all this experience. He's like, "Oh, I'm a delicate flower. I'm gonna give up my my flower to this guy." And Philly's like, "Oh yeah, <laughs> you gonna give it up, little girl? Like, Where are you from? North Dakota? What'd you say? Iowa? Fuck Iowa!" <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, I mean, here here's the one positive of the fact that very likely Carson Wentz gets hurt playing on that field behind that offensive line. Now you get your Taylor Heineke. You guys wanted it. And then he gets hurt, and then we get Sam Howell. Yeah, there you go. So yeah. so earlier I asked a question that apparently I was completely wrong on. Is Washington the easiest over-under that we can uh, yeah. all yes. agree on? Also at seven and a half. I think, I, dude, I don't even know what Vegas is thinking with this over-under. I, I think it's severely under. Yeah. Like, if, yes. I, if I could sell wins, I would. If, if, if we're at five and a half, Derek, Derek, we left you out. You didn't answer on that one. Seven and a half under? Definitely under. Yeah. I, I was like looking at this, this roster. I'm like, man, like the most exciting player for me is like Tress Way. they they, they still have a really fucking awesome front four on on the defensive side of the ball it's it's, it's ridiculous and and, and they're skill position players terry mclaurin um curtis samuels interesting at least uh gibson is three logan thomas if you you can guess if you can guess the right three games logan thomas is gonna be a beast for you (laughs) right yeah i mean but at the end of the day i I had him if like you go back to your point of if they were at five and a half, I still would have had him under. Uh, so, you know, yeah, 
I mean, Chase Young, Deron Payne, Jonathan Allen, Montez Sweat. This is a really good defensive line. That's all it's, they got going for That's them. great. <laughs> yep. The other team might not, they they might not score a lot of points, but they'll still score more than a year offense. <laughs> Chase Young's like the 10th best pass rusher in that division. They're going to they're gonna continue to do what they've been doing to Washington for the last several years. They're just going to continue to reign over yeah. this awful, awful, awful defensive backfield. It's terrible. This team is What awful. do we think about Antonio Gibson in fantasy? I, I have no well, idea. Until he gets well, hurt, I love him. Yeah, yeah I, 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 I like him a lot. I like Antonio Gibson. I think I think he's at a decent value where he's going right now. Um, but yeah, so you know, I'd like I'd I, like, I like JD McKissick a lot too. Yeah, I, that's the thing is I'd love Antonio Gibson a lot more if JD McKissick wasn't there because JD McKissick is just good enough of a of a wide receiver that he steals so many receptions from Antonio Gibson, a guy that I, I had him last year in fantasy. He's frustrating. It's very frustrating because he'll just all of a sudden get taken out and McKissick is all of a sudden taking his fantasy value. See, I think I'm out on Antonio Gibson. Just too many question marks. I what hope so. You, you just don't Thank know. God. Where he's getting drafted, <laughs> I, I agree. I'm kind of out on him too. Once once Brandon's out on him, I know he's going to have a good year. I don't know though. I, 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 I think where he's being drafted, maybe he's an interesting play. He's definitely faded to where he belongs a little bit more, but I still think he's overrated. I agree, I agree with Brandon there. All right, folks. Well, man, we we rarely agree on a lot of things. Uh, so let's move on to Philly. I think we're going to disagree a lot on this team. Yeah. So, I mean, Philly's a little bit more interesting here. Uh, their extra game is the Steelers. I think that's winnable for them. It's it's probably a toss-up game fairly, but it's winnable. Um, their only real loss is Brandon Brooks retired. And then they jump in and they added a bunch of Good players, in my opinion. Hassan Reddick, they get from the Falcons. James Bradbury, they get from the Giants. A.J. Brown, obviously the big trade. Um, gives them an actual wide receiver one. Um, bring in a couple other, you know, undernamed guys. And then their draft, they they had a good draft. They draft Jordan Davis and they draft N'Kobe Dean, like two players from Georgia. I think uh, these are um, impact players um, in general. Oh, oh, N'Kobe Dean's not playing this year, right? Why, why is he not playing? Because he, he had the, the pack... Peck yeah, injury. Yeah, yeah. He, he's the he's here's the he's the good draft pick he, that he, won't play this I, year. I, I believe he he might come in later in the season. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, he he will not be ready. He'll probably start on the pup list. I mean, sure. th- it's not. I'm not. I'm not expecting him to start. I just think that this is a good player that's going to impact your defense. They also bring Kazir yeah, White not, to not, actually start. Not, not this year. Yeah, sure. But in general, this defense is significantly better than it was. They had Darius Slay, who's still good, but now you have James Bradbury on the other side of him. That actually gives you a pair of good corners. There's a great. Signing. That was yeah, a great signing. For really cheap. They actually have some pretty good safety action. Um, so, I mean, like... Yeah, I like Anthony. I, I like this defense. I think this offense is really good. I like the addition of A.J. Brown. Their offensive line is one of the best in the NFL, if not the best. Um, and then, I, I mean... I wanted Landon the, Dickerson the, the, in Pittsburgh. The, bi- I just had the biggest question mark that you have, obviously, and this is obviously the question mark everyone's going to have, is can Jalen Hurts win with his arm, right? So... I mean, I think he's good enough that he's going to win a bunch of games for you. Whether or not he's going to be able to win the impactful games in the playoffs, that's another question. But this game, this team is totally, I mean, eight and a half wins, I think you're fucking stealing from them if you give them more than that. Like, I, I would absolutely take him over eight and a half every single day of the week. Yeah, so I, I mean, I disagree with, I, they're, they're, their biggest weakness on this team is Jalen Hurts. Uh, he... If you looked at him towards the end of the last year, you can blame it on injuries. You can blame it on anything. The problem with a rushing quarterback is that he's going to get dinged up. That's we, fine. We, we have Gardner Minshew, bud. Okay. 
we 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 we've seen what happens when quarterbacks like Jalen Hurts get hurt. Uh, we've seen it with Kyler Murray. Jalen Hurts he needs his whole body to be effective on the field. And the problem with Jalen Hurts is I just he's not a good passer. I don't think he ever will be. Um, maybe the Eagles should end up with Dable, although I do think that they have a really good coaching situation so, right now so with the Eagles. True. How do you feel about Lamar Jackson? I I love Lamar Jackson because I think he's a better passer than Jalen Hurts. I think it's pretty so, definitive. So, so here's my thing. Better passer and runner. <clears throat> yeah. The last time the Eagles won the Super Bowl, they started the season with this guy by the name of Carson Wentz at quarterback, and they finished with Nick Foles. If the Eagles start with Jalen Hurts at quarterback, and then they finish with Gardner Minshew, is that not a better thing for them? Almost. I mean, like I don't, I, I don't, I, I don't really understand the, the Lamar Jackson question. We're talking about some, a, a player hurt a, coming off. Of, so many worried about being hurt. I mean, yeah, true. I, but it, we're, we're talking about a player who literally just a couple seasons ago threw for thirty-six touchdowns and nine interceptions against a player who just is coming off of a sixteen-nine season. Um, Lamar Jackson actually did worse. This last year, but he barely played. But how, how do you do in those games? I, I mean, Lamar Jackson had a winning record, I believe. Um, always, yeah. Lamar, Lamar Jackson always has a winning record. Ra- the Ravens, <laughs> the Ravens were in playoff contention when Lamar Jackson was starting. Their backup quarterback, who idiots say could start over him, <laughs> who is absolutely awful. I don't know why, why are we talking about Lamar Jackson. Let's stick with <laughs> let, let's stick with Jalen Hurts. In fact, let's talk about your favorite player, AJ Brown. <laughs> Yeah, let's talk about A.J. Brown. One thing that I absolutely just love about this offense is how ridiculous this wide receiving core is. Because Devontae Smith, I think it was a terrible pick last year. I don't think Devontae Smith is ever going to be great. I think he's a great role player in a he, wide receiver. He's a great two. Yeah. He's a great two. Absolutely. He, he's an absolute Not a great, great two. two. He's a good two. No, I think he's a great two. Yeah. Um, I think he's a great two as well. If, if you, and if you, that was going to be my point looking at this yeah. as well is, is – I don't like AJ Brown, but I like AJ Brown for Devontae Smith. Yeah, yeah, for sure, hundred percent. And then you you talk about the just it doesn't just stop there. Uh, Quez Watkins also a very effective player, and then even Zach Pascal, Zach Pascal, yeah, uh, and Jalen Rager. I mean, he's he's terrible, but he's still a first round pick. They should take Justin Jefferson. Thank God they didn't. <laughs> but and then they also have Greg Ward. This is a stacked wide receiving core. Um, and then also, of course, they have one of the best tight ends of the league in Dallas Goddard and a really good offensive line. I think everything about this don't team. Don't forget, JJ, literally, literally JJ Whiteside, who has moved to tight end. Literally every single thing about this team I love except for quarterback. And I think a team like that can win over eight and a half wins. I you like Miles wins. Sanders? Oh, yeah. yeah. This year? Absolutely. I think that I think that Miles Sanders is getting, in terms of fantasy, is getting pushed down because of his injury issues. And this is the year. Um, in, but in general, behind Miles Sanders, their running back squad is like pretty decent. Like this, this team has just, the only depth. the only thing I worry about from a running back standpoint is they don't have like a really good between the tackle runner. True, they have like three kind of like and, third and, down backs. And, and, and so it's, it's exact. Thank you, Derek. They don't yeah. they don't have a first it's, and downs. I mean, unless that's Jalen Hurts. Which but I mean, but at the is. same time, you know, there's there's definitely a, a thought process. They just, they also don't roster a fullback. Uh, I think they're going to run a lot of three wide receiver sets, four wide receiver sets, open up the throwing lanes, and you know make the runnings and throwing lanes really clear for Jalen. Guys, he's probably going to be their leading runner this year. And their I, offensive I line's he, good. Hundred percent, he'll be he'll hundred percent be the leading runner. Guys, I, I hate to bring it to you, but outside of injuries, there's nothing not to like about Miles Sanders. He's extremely effective on the field. He has a career yards per carry of five point one. 
He rushed for 5.5 yards per carry last year. It's not when he's on the field, he's extremely effective. The problem Absolutely. is the problem they is they never give hurt. him the ball, Drew. But they do. They never the, give him the ball. Did did you see what the rushing metrics were for Philadelphia last year? He, he, Regardless of him, he just gets they, hurt yeah, every year. It, well, it, it, it's based around Jalen. So here's my my player comp that I was excited to get to you guys. And we're just gonna, so we can all agree that like Philly's receiving core was trash last year. Yeah, agree. And, and Very right? bad. So so we can agree on that. It so, was Devontae Smith and a wide gap, and then everyone else. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just going to give you two quarterbacks that have same career averages as far as touchdown to interception ratios, yards per game. Okay. One was drafted in the second round out of Alabama. One was drafted first overall in front of Aaron Rodgers that you guys like to put his nuts in your mouth. <laughs> Same career who? averages. Alex Smith. Oh, we don't. So what we I'm just saying, don't actively root against the guy. I, well, I do. You have a weird, <laughs> but, you have a, you have a weird but, hatred of him. But, it's but, bizarre. But, but what I'm saying, I don't. I don't love Alex Smith. I just don't hate. Alex but, but what I'm saying is, it's a player comp, right? Same, same numbers, same averages. So would you guys like, but without the defense that they played for? So all right, give us the but, numbers. It, it, it's like 204. They're like the right, right in that 205 to 210 yards per game, um, and it's like uh, 1.8 and two points. One uh, touchdowns and interceptions, right? So can I, can I get a bigger sample size on Jalen Hurts than one season? Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, but that's, that's, all, I'm ask, but that's, that's all I'm asking for. Well, you, I don't. You, I don't think Jalen Hurts is good. You're and, gonna, and you're gonna get I, it, but but, but if this was if this was an elaborate segue for me to say that Alex Smith's not good. Okay, you win. I'll do it. Uh, but I, I, Jalen is definitely their ceiling here. I don't think Gardner Minshew. He might be exciting for a game or two, but he's very much he's 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 Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah, like he might get hyped. He's a cool personality. He's an everyman, uh, but he's not going to win you football games for a sustained period of time. But Jalen probably doesn't either. Uh, I think this team goes as far as Jalen can bring them. But the one thing I know about the the one thing I know about the NFC East is it's going to be open to win all the way down to the wire because this team fucking just this entire division migrates to the middle. Okay, so so do we want to go and go ahead and say who who is picking the Eagles to win the division? If we think that there's, if some people think that there's that they have a chance to win the division, is anyone joining me in saying that they're going to win the division? Because I have this team winning twelve plus games. Oh my gosh, uh, I won't. And there's one player <laughs> on the next team that we'll cover who is, I think, is the absolute difference maker. In and depth. that's the reason I won't. In okay, depth. so so that's a nobody. I'm out on a limb. So you're you're taking the filling over and to win the division. Yep. I I, I, w- I wish I could get there with you. Uh, I do think Philly has a top ten roster on paper. If 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 you just if you just just if like if you compared Madden overalls, like how I would rate all their entire roster, I think it's a really good roster. They have a really good defensive backfield, it's an excellent, really roster. good overall defense. They have a really good offensive line, really good wide receivers. They don't have the one piece that Vegas bets on, and that's quarterback. And so I'm going to bet against they, them. They do have. Uh, po- currently, they're projected to go 13-3 and, and w- one game without a line in terms of spreads for favorites throughout the course of the season. So, again, I, is, I, ha- I have to mention that you guys are overrating the pre... So, Vegas, w- when they're when they're projecting ahead and they're looking at games, you're, you're looking too much into that if you think that because they're favoring 13 games... No, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not necessarily saying they're going to win the division. But they have the second easiest schedule per Warren Sharp um, in in the league. Uh, I, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna continue to mention it as much as it pisses off Derek there. Um, so yeah, but 
in general, I just really like this team. I think they're really good. Well, yeah, I think, think the games. The division. I think the games against Dallas are 100 a toss up. And if you say you split those, like the rest of the schedule is pretty fucking easy. Yeah, yeah, but I don't know that. I, I think. I mean, you look at their close of their of the season. So the last three weeks they played Dallas, which, like you said, kind how of many win, up. How many wins have they chalked up by then? I, I think I think they're a nine ten win game. So yep. so over. Yeah, but, uh, I, I'm I'm there too. So good, they they play the season. Saints, who I think are going to have a good season at home. So I just I don't. Like if you're envisioning kind of the, the the tail end of that stretch, if they need to win a game to get in the playoffs, they're in Philadelphia in the snow. Like I just don't believe in Jalen enough. Yep. Oh. Not, nine yeah, nine or ten. They, wins. They're they're gonna have a losing record and they're not gonna make the playoffs. Okay, so uh, who who has the over? I I have the over. It's, I think over it's the line. Seven. And uh, eight, eight and a half. Oh, eight, and a, yes. eight and a half. Yeah. Eight and a half. I, I have them over. I think right at nine is good. Okay. So Brent. So we got. What four 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 up for the over one for the under and and one guy winning the division, true. Yeah. Yep. Yep. All right. Let's move on to the Dallas Cowboys. God, I hate how many people are going to pick them and win the division. <laughs> um, can, <sighs> can can we just talk about the difference maker, Derek? Yeah, I mean, I think if you talk about the way that these teams line up, and and if you get in a situation where you know this that that third to last week that Cowboys versus uh, Philly game really matters. I think, I think Micah just destroys the game. I think he just absolutely breaks the game wide open. You got Jalen Hurts running for his life from from Micah Parsons, and it's just not, it's not going to happen, man. I guess, this, this, I guess. this defense is just so fucking good compared to the rest of the division. Obviously, Philly has a good defense too, um, but you bet the quarterbacks. And as much as I don't think Dak is that good, I think he's in that that probably ten to fifteen, ten to eighteen range. I don't know. I I'd have to really dig into it. He's the best quarterback in this division. So so the, the Cowboys have their so, extra so game is the, he's sitting at the back of the short bus. Their extra it. their extra game is the Bengals. Uh they have the tenth easiest schedule per Warren Sharp. My biggest <laughs> issue with the Cowboys is they lost significant pieces off their offensive line, right? They lost Connor Williams, who's their starter at guard. They lost Lyle Collins, who's started at right tackle. They didn't really replace them with anyone significantly good. Uh they did draft Tyler Tyler. Smith, I think, who is a project out of Tulane in, uh, in er, with an early draft pick. I think this offensive line is significantly worse. I, do, I still am out on Zeke. I've been out on Zeke for two years. You guys questioned it the, the two years ago. But last year you were with me. I still think that he's a, he's a, a weakness for him. And they you, won the division like last year, by the way. You, you, you lose Amari Cooper. Um, I think that hurts I'm because you didn't, you didn't replace him. With actual production, I mean, they brought in James Amar- Washington. Amari Cooper is one Jalen Tolbert in the third. Amari Cooper so, is Amari Cooper is one of the most overrated players I've ever seen in the NFL ever. He's, yeah, he's not a great player, but but, but not a loss. You don't know that Jalen Tolbert Newman, is Newman. either. They have the best quarterback in the division. They By have far. the best running back room in the division. By they far. have the best wide receiver in the division. <laughs> they have the best defensive maker in the division. This is. Easy. It is. Easy. This is the easiest. Okay. Thing. Like right. you're, you're you're trying to create a lot of this. I am and perfectly if, fine being you, out on an island. <laughs> yeah. This is easy. Like their offensive line, it's good besides their right tackle. Like you're trying to make up these storylines. Their defenses, they got enough playmakers. I like their parts better than the sum, but it's still good. Outside, like, of tra- it's not a bad defense. Like. They're going to score a lot of points. So guess what? If you're going to have an average defense, you better have an elite offense. 
and they probably will. So, like this is hands down the best team. No, it's not a best team. It's a good team um, in the division. It's not close. They're going to run away with this thing. So Marcus so, Lawrence, Dante Fowler. Like I mean, you get those two. Da- Dante, Fowler, much, Dante Fowler is good now. Is good enough. They're going to they're going to be pass rushing one on one. They're going to be pass rushing one on one all day long because you yeah. have to. So, chip and maybe triple Micah Parsons. So I, yeah, but, but the inside, and, and the inside of that offense, uh, of that defensive line is not necessarily great. There, there's some decent no. players in it. Like this defense is, I think this defense is okay. I don't think it's great. Um, You're correct. I, I think the secondary is okay. I don't think it's great. I actually like the Eagles' defense better. Um, Fellas, you ready for some hyperbole? I, I've been, I've been listening to, to you, I've been listening to you guys talk. Um, we are talking about the number one DVOA team from last year. Correct. I, I think they only improved from last year. Uh, I love their first round pick. Uh, they strengthened in the guard spot, which is something that they really, really needed. Um, will Tyler Smith come along immediately? Maybe not. Maybe he's a back of the back of the season contributor. Doesn't really matter. They didn't really need him because the offensive line was already solid. I'm I, and I know I'm going to get a lot of hate for this. I said it last year. I'm going to say it again. The Cowboys are the best team in the NFC, straight up. Uh, the the only wow. team, the only the only the only two teams I think can run with them are the Bucks and the Rams. And, and the I Rams. just I just think that both those teams are a couple of injuries away from being really, really, really flawed. Uh, the Cowboys, if as long as Micah Parsons stays healthy, which I think that guy plays with a broken neck, he's such a fucking animal. Um, he is a Aaron Donald type difference maker. He has completely changed the complexion of this defense, and it's I I hate every team that allowed the Cowboys, and I hate the fucking Cowboys, folks. I hate them. I hate them so fucking. We much. them boys. I hate them so much. Uh, Ceedee Lamb's gonna have a huge breakout year. Um, I don't even care that Ezekiel Elliott is flawed because Tony Pollard is a ridiculously good running back. I like Pollard. This team is ridiculously good, folks. It's gonna be. It's better than it was last year. And it's going to be the best team in the NFC. I'm telling you, this team is going to win 13 plus games. So, so here's the thing about oh, Drew and I, we agree again. This is scary. Here's best the thing about here's the thing about the they, Cowboys. Best wide receiver, best defensive playmaker, yep. and they roster two fullbacks. They're, they're <laughs> going to be good, folks. And I'm um, going to root against them the whole year. So, so Vegas has them at 10 and a half. I actually like them to win more than 10 and a half. So I'm taking the over on them. I think we're all taking the over. Is that fair? It's fair. Yes. Yep. Okay. So we're all taking the over. Yep. Their extra games, the Bengals. I mentioned the the they're they're seated at uh, or Warren Sharp has them at tenth. Um, at the end of the day, I just think that the Eagles are better. I don't. I'm not saying the Cowboys are bad. I just think the Eagles are better. I don't think they are. <laughs> I don't think they are. I don't know how Marcus and, and hasn't brought this up. That's a fair up. assessment, but somebody's got to take low somebody key, else. <laughs> low key great signing was Malik Hooker. He was an absolute beast. Well, well, yeah, he was great for them last year. Yes, absolutely, and I think he'll be really good for them this year. My question mark is the up one. We don't think Trayvon Diggs is good, right? Generally, he's. he's I don't. He's I don't think he's good. And then the other cornerback. A, who do they have? Yeah, but What's I mean, there? Trayvon Diggs is as much as I think he's flawed and extremely overrated. He did end the drive eleven times. Yeah, he's a solid cornerback. I'm not. I'm not going to say he's bad. He's very. He's very flawed. He's not the elite player he's that overrated, Cowboys, but he's still good. Super overrated. Yeah, but I, I would love to have him on the Vikings. I'll tell you that. But but we can pick on the other corner too. So you, honestly, you, you matter know, when you're going to you, score thirty one points a game. You know who Trayvon Diggs reminds me of? Uh, Xavier Rhodes. Xavier Rhodes went through a couple of years where he was just a dominant coverage guy, got a lot of picks, but then he would just get burned every once in a while. That's Trayvon Diggs. 
Sure. Um, and well, I, so I question. He's, he's very flawed. It, but in the game against Philadelphia, you're going to have Devonta Smith lining up against whoever the second corner is and A.J. Brown dealing with Trayvon Diggs. One, I think that A.J. Brown is absolutely capable of beating Trayvon Diggs at least once or twice um, for big gains, potentially touchdowns. And then Devonta Smith is going to eat the other corner alive. I don't. I don't. I, if Jalen can fo- throw the ball, Jalen can force two fumbles, and Jalen's going to throw, hang a ball too far inside, and it's going to get intercepted. I you, just, you know what the Cowboys are going to do to the Eagles this year? Exactly what they did to them last year: steamroll them in both games. Okay, yep. So <laughs> they fucking steamrolled the Eagles in both games because Micah Parsons is going to run Jalen Jalen Hurts down like an animal. It's like the, the, Michael Parsons is way faster than Jalen Hurts. Way faster than Jalen Hurts. So you know, even even past like Jalen, let's just talk about other quarterbacks. And Derek, um, and everybody here, I think we have missed the most important important part here is how un- grossly underrated in Madden is Micah Parsons at eighty eight. Ah, uh, it's 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 crazy, and and there's a lot it's of Madden TJ stuff Watt this week. Here, TJ Watt was rated eighty six last year, and he ended up winning Defensive MVP. Micah Parsons is rated 88. Micah Parsons could win defensive MVP this year. So I'm, I, not, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not exaggerating. I think Micah Parsons should be a 99. Oh, absolutely. Yes. But here, here, here's, like I, I have to speak for some of our followers who have written to us in all caps about their thoughts about our misconception on the Madden ratings. And it's, it's, a, it's a dumb theory, by the way. I, th- I think if this is the, what Madden is doing, it's stupid. They're basically saying that they're allowing for progression. So if, if you put a guy like Micah Parsons at 9-9 and you play franchise mode, like how good is that guy going to get? I get it, but that's stupid if you're not playing franchise mode and you're just playing exhibition games where you want to play Micah Parsons at his full potential. You don't want to play 88 overall Micah Parsons. You want to play him like he is, yeah. one of the most dominant defenders in the league. And that, So I think it's stupid the way they do the ratings. So I, I, I do have a, a food for thought for you guys. Now, you can think back, you can look back into the facts, because this is true. It's a true story. Joe Burrow said that he transferred from Ohio State to LSU to have more, more opportunity to play. But in that 2017 season, he transferred from Ohio State to LSU because Kirk Herbstreet got, because uh, Micah, Micah Parsons was an Ohio State commit, Kirk Herbstreet helped him not be able to commit to Ohio State. So when he committed to Penn State, that is the real reason. Joe Burrow could have beat those guys out of Ohio State. Micah Parsons is the reason that Joe Burrow is who he is today. <laughs> he sent him to LSU, and he made him the quarterback that he is today. Wait, how, how did Kirk Herbstreet contribute to this? So they, so they had like a, an interview on, on ESP, like, like one of the college game days. Like during his recruitment period, and I think he like handed him something Ohio State. It was so, it was something like one of the like minuscule like recruiting violation things. So he so he was not allowed to commit to Ohio State. Look it up. That's that's the only reason that he went to Penn State. He was an Ohio State commit. Well, good, thank God, because I fucking hate Ohio State. Uh, my favorite part about Micah Parsons, and it's so fucking hilarious, because here's a guy that's in the news this week, and I fucking hate him. Micah Parsons' entire highlight reel is just destroying J.K. Dobbins. His, his entire highlight reel is crazy. Google Micah Parsons Penn State highlights. Half of his plays are just crushing J.K. Dobbins. It's, it's fucking hilarious. And J.K. Dobbins this week coming out, talking about, I don't want to hear all this shit. Quit talking about this shit. You don't know what me and Jesus are doing off the field. Me and Jesus are putting in work. He, he quoted Jesus twice. And one guy on Twitter replied back, and he goes, "Is Jesus your trainer? What the fuck are you saying?" <laughs> what What did Jesus have to say back? 
Yeah, Jesus, Jesus replied back some pretty harsh words. But I got, and- I got one question for Newman. Can I ask Newman a question? If you reversed and you put Tony Pollard as RB1 and Zeke as RB2, is it the best running back room in the entire league? Mm. No, no way. I, I mean, who's better? Who's better? I, I, I'd, I'd go Vikings. Uh, I'd also no. go. I'd also, Viking, Vikings are yeah, definitely better. Yeah, I would, I would definitely I take think. Dalvin Cook over Tony Pollard or Zeke Elliott for sure. Um, yep. I even think I, I, I mean, not even being a homer, I think New England's is better. I like Stevenson and yeah, and Damian sure. Harris better than those two. That's how little I, I think. I'm not a big of, Zeke guy. Yeah, I think that's how little we think of Zeke. I, I, I agree with you, Brandon. I like Tony Pollard, but I don't think he's that. Like, if he was starting, I think he'd maybe be, like, the 11th best running back. I don't know. Yeah. I mean. But, uh, Zeke is the number, is the best number two. I mean, I even Zeke like Saquon and, and Matt Breida more than that. Just no. I don't like Zeke. Don't like Zeke. Yeah, but. I think Zeke's completely overrated. Yeah, but the, the number two versus the number one, like, come on, man. Like, the number two is going to get way less carries, way less touches in general. Well, are, are, are we ready to transition into fantasy real quick? Absolutely. So yep, here's, yep. here's here's the funniest thing about Ezekiel Elliott. He's been overrated for so many years. We've been playing, we've been talking about on this fan on this podcast for a long time. I think maybe he finally is appropriately rated at 17. Hate to say it, but if you look at his fantasy production last year and he's still under contract folk and Jerry Jones, the guys he's playing, he wants them to tote the rock. And I think that, you know, even if you think Tony Pollard is the future, they're still going to, Ezekiel Elliott's so still going to get properly carries. rated. I think he's finally properly rated. Um, <laughs> Ezekiel Elliott might actually be a decent play at 17 right who's, now. Yeah. Who's in that neighborhood? Who's like, who's like 15 so, through So the guys that are, that are hovering around him are David Montgomery and Cam Akers. I'm yes. taking, by the way, I'm taking both Akers. those guys over Zeke. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he's, he's running back, he's running back 17, 34 overall. Yeah. Maybe a little high still. <laughs> Maybe a little high, but there's a couple guys ahead of him that I think I'm 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 kind of weary on. No, but I love Pollard at running back 31, 75 overall. I'll I tell think you this. that's a better value for I, sure. I'm not taking James Conner over Zeke. Uh, that I just don't like sure. James Conner. Honestly, in that range, I'd probably just take a wide receiver instead of taking Zeke or you know oh. what I mean like. Yeah. If if Cam Akers gets you know sniped by somebody or something like that, and I'm looking at Zeke or a wide receiver, I'm probably taking a wide receiver. There's a lot of variables to that, but for if, sure. if, if you need a running back and those are your guys, I'm definitely taking Zeke over. But yeah, for sure I'm taking Cam Akers. For sure I'm taking David Montgomery. So yeah, um, so I mean Zeke is quarterback eight eighty overall. Uh, or I'm sorry, Dak, Dak is Dak is yeah quarterback eight eighty overall. Zeke is running back seventeen thirty four overall. Uh, Tony Pollard running back thirty one seventy five overall. I love Tony Pollard at that value. I think it's really good. Um, I would much rather have him there than I would taking Zeke whatever three rounds earlier. Wide, rec- wide receivers where I think no the Cowboys hold, hold are on hold on you can't just you can't just rumble on by. Uh, so so Dak Prescott I fucking hate at nine. Um, I, I I've been seeing these rankings a lot. Uh, by the way, we're, we're going to talk about it when we get to the AFC West, which I can't wait to talk about. But Russell Wilson is just criminally underrated in fantasy this year. Um, and he's currently projected at number 10 behind Dak. There's no fucking way I'm yeah. taking Dak over Russell Wilson. There's no way I'm taking Dak over Tom Brady. There's no way I'm taking Dak. Like, no fucking way. I'm Dak, taking, should I'm Dak not, be outside the top 10? I'm not taking... Yeah, absolutely, because I'm not taking Dak over Matt Stafford. I'm not taking Dak over Aaron Rodgers. I'm taking Dak over Stafford. Uh, really? See, I, I'm not taking him over... I, I'm taking Stafford and Rodgers over Dak. Just on a, like, Stafford's a better quarterback, but if we're talking fantasy, 
I think Dak is going to put up more points than Stafford just the way um, volume McVay runs his offense. Yeah, could, could be. Could be. Yeah. I just think that obviously, I also think Stafford's going to be more efficient in general. So Dak's going to throw more picks, I think, than Stafford will. Um, I mean, the way that the way the games are going to get played. I, I, I want to win a game with Stafford. I want to win a fantasy matchup with Dak. Right. I yeah, mean, sure. that may be true. I would. I, I think that's a little high for Dak. I'm not touching him at quarterback eight eighty overall. So I'm, I would. I, I'd rather rate, wait for somebody else. Can I? Can I just dive into the gambling really quick? Yeah, absolutely. So, so uh, uh, I threw a fun number out like right before we started. I was talking to Drew about Damon Harris, right? About touchdowns. He's like, oh, he's seven eight. I was like, no, he's well into the double digits. 15, sure. 15 touchdowns this year. Absolutely. Or last, or year. last year, yeah. So he was one of my favorite bets. Is like as far as like first touchdown props go. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to Dallas, um, I love CD Lamb. I, I think it was three of them last season. Um, I will say Ezekiel Elliott is going to be a in the first twelve weeks of the season a the best um, value because the value has gone down. So he's going to start. He's going to be in the seven to eleven to one. He's going to have at least four in that first twelve weeks first touchdowns. And that's it, that's handicap. Cap cap capping yeah. for you on the sports cap yeah. radio. So it's it's, it's going to be it's going to be great. He's going to have great value. But but you're talking about four first touchdowns in, in twelve weeks. Great value there as far as add, adding in those round robins. Sure. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> that right. was incredible, Newman. That was incredible. That was the best. So you C- just shut it down. Let's just talk. Let's just talk about CD. Um, I love CD. He. People are going strong on him. He's currently ranked uh, in PPR rankings. That's all we do here. Wide receiver uh, six. Wide receiver six. 16. Sandwich between Stephon Diggs and Mike Evans. I certainly like him more than Mike Evans. Um, you would. Of course, because I, I win fantasy. Um, but the, the guys guys that I'm a little bit weary on, Tyree Kill, I need... Who are you taking, CeeDee Lamb or Tyree Kill? I'm personally taking CD. I would rather have CD. It's CD. close. CD. I would rather have CD. Close. Yep. What about Stephon Diggs or CD? Um, j- j- I'd probably lean Diggs. I'm going CD. I'm going CD. Just because it's an infinitely CD. better quarterback and yeah. they have a connection. I, I would I would lean Diggs. Yeah, I would read. I'm I, just thinking touchdown potential. Like Allen steals so many touchdowns, and Allen is still a, a run first quarterback. I mean, I just think CD is going to put up so. I mean, he's going against Michael Gallup and James Washington yeah. for targets. CD just has. I mean, I think CD Lamb. And again, we just said how explosive this offense is going to be. Um, they're going to be. They're going to be stat accumulators. Like, I, I like. It's very close. Like, I, I think, I think it's very, very close. But give me Lamb over Diggs. I'm with you. Give you Lamb over Diggs. Interesting. Yeah. So, yeah. so the only reason I would, I, I'm taking Diggs over Lamb for the record. But the only reason that I would possibly doubt that pick, it's depending on how much you believe in Gabe Davis. Because if <laughs> yeah. if, if you really think that Gabriel Davis is going to become the guy that he was in the playoffs last year, dude, he was a fucking monster last year. Um, and a lot of people are really high on Gabriel Davis. He could steal some targets from Stephon Diggs. So that that's just an interesting play. That's all I'm saying. So, absolutely. So, but all, but also, like the other big thing is they lost Abel. So it's it's a different. True. It's, a, it's a new type of offense, and yeah. all, and also, if you're the GM and the head, you, you you have a safe that a head coach to the coordinator, and so here comes the real question because obviously Josh Josh Allen's contract. Hey, do not let him. You know, obviously they can say what they want. 
Josh Allen's already extended. Yeah, no, that, right? yeah, but it's his second year. But they're also you're also gonna be like, do not let him get hurt. It's gonna be oh, yeah, reiterated. Yeah. Right? Sure. Um, but I don't think he runs very much in the beginning of the year. No, no, yeah, but it comes down, you know, comes down to the end of it. I think but, it, but I think it'll depend on 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 the game on the line question for them for sure. Um, yeah, Josh, they're not going to risk him. They're not going to risk him early. Absolutely. And, and Josh Allen, Brandon, never, like, Brandon, yeah. I have a question for you. Um, any interest in James Washington this year in, in this offense? No, I mean he he's a big he's a big play down the field guy, which obviously he fits better with Dak than he ever did with Ben. Ben had a. Everyone knows he had a challenge throwing the ball downfield, so he fits that offense better. But he's pretty meh. I mean, he, he's undraftable. What, what know, about he's a guy you maybe look on and waiver wire if if Gallup goes down. What about Derek's uh, favorite, Jalen Tolbert? What's a Jalen? Jalen Tolbert out of South Alabama. Who Derek's favorite? Wait, what, what What about him? How How good is he? <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't think anyone knows uh, who Jalen right, Tolbert weird, is. Weird question. All right, so uh, one one thing I'm going to point out about this offense, I think Dalton Schultz is a little bit overrated. I, was, I wanted to talk about him. I think yeah. he's underrated. Under Underrated at six right now for, think, for tight ends. I think he's, he's underrated. Uh, so ADP draft-wise, tight end-wise, he's not going sixth. He's going... Yeah, he's sixth, uh, uh, 70 overall in PPR. He was tight end three last year. So I, I have him, the place I'm looking at right now, he's eight. Uh, I think he's properly rated. He's going tight yeah. end eight, 81st overall pick. Based on that, I think he's he's underrated. Um, scored eight touchdowns last year. I think he actually picks up some touchdowns. I think he's going to be one of the main uh, beneficiaries of Amari Cooper leaving the offense. Um, I don't think it's, I think Gallup was a really, really good number three. I think he's a below average number two. Well, Derek, um, Derek, let me ask you a question. So right now on Fantasy Pros, and we're not even talking about ADP because Fantasy Pros is just what we're kind of using sure. for the, like the the evening. Um, who are you taking ahead of him? Because George Kittle is currently at fifth. Waller, Pitts, Andrew, Kelsey. Who are you yeah. taking over over Dalton Schultz right now? Or who, who, who are you taking guys. Dalton Schultz over them? That's exactly where I'm taking him. No, but we're uh, saying if you're moving him up, yeah. Who, who, which one of those guys are you no, taking no, Dalton no, Schultz no. over? So, so he said he was moving him up at eight. Is like what that so was you, his reason. Yeah, yeah. So I saw him at eight. So the place uh, I was gotcha. looking at, I saw him at gotcha. eight behind Knox and Goddard. Ah, I, I like him ahead gotcha. of Knox and Goddard. Okay, what about Hawkinson? I, would I take Schultz. don't trust the touchdown production for Hawkinson. I don't know how many touchdowns the offense is going to score. I really like Schultz. I, my my idea on Schultz is is based on him probably scoring twelve touchdowns. See, I, th- I think it's going to be a big year for Hawkinson. I I, I actually love Hawkinson there. Um, but yeah, that's interesting. And Schultz, dude, Schultz had some monster games last year. And and let's face it, Dak loves throwing to the tight end, so it could definitely be an interesting play. No, I, I like Schultz a lot. Um, I think he's properly rated in general. Uh, right there, you know, tight end six, seventy ish overall, or slightly after that. If you get him lower than seventy, that's a value. Um, but yeah, he finished tight end three last year. Obviously, there's ups and downs in the tight end rankings for sure because generally there's only two tight ends last year that were studs i think there's a chance that there's four that are going to give you consistent week-to-week production that's what we think every year and that's going to (laughs) be and that's going to be you know i mean barring injury that's going to be kittle uh kelsey waller and um and andrews uh but outside of that like it's kind of like yeah i would absolutely take dalton jolts as one of my as my tight end one there all right, so let's keep uh let's keep the snake going back to the to the Eagles um for fantasy. Um 
Let's let's talk about it because I, I found it interesting your guys' takes on Miles Sanders. The guy is electric when he's on the field. He's on the field a lot. That's the problem. Um, he is currently ranked as a 26 running back. Uh, this is, is 61 it, overall. This, 61 this, overall. 26 running back overall for PPR. Right, but 61 player overall. So, I, I get, yeah, I get six, what you're six saying. Round. Yes, yeah. I understand what you're saying. Um, so all I'm saying is I think this is another case in the NFC East where a player that I've thought has been a perennial un- overrated player maybe is starting to slide back into where he appropriately should be rated. I, I agree with you there. I think that's that's probably the range that you want to want to take a guy like that. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm looking for him in that range. And, and if he's coming around close to that pick when I'm picking around that range, I'm absolutely in on Miles Sanders. Miles My, doesn't get I'm not. He's not going to get any touchdowns. Jalen Hurts is going to steal all the touchdowns. It's either going to be Goddard or Hurts running in the ball. And I want touchdowns out of my out of my running backs. And he does he so he has touchdown questions. He has health questions. There's just too many questions for me. I'm I'm staying away from Miles Sanders. Like it's the plague. All the more so reason I, I to have, like him. All the more reason to like him. I have an interesting question here. So you said he's running back. Was it 26? Yeah, 26 running back. 61. Yeah. So. I I don't know how, if you're doing rankings, you can draw a line that includes DeAndre Swift and excludes Miles Sanders. I think they're very similar. I think they're electric when they're on the field. They're big producers when they're on the field. Neither one of them's on the field very often. They get hurt. One of them. The difference is saying DeAndre Swift's number nine, and Sanders is number twenty-six. Like I just don't see that difference there. That's a great comparison. So you like like the value? I like that a lot. I I love the value. I, I hate DeAndre Swift at nine, and I and I love. Sanders at 26. I think they both meet in the middle at like 15. Totally agree with you. Uh, and DeAndre Swift killed a guy, by the way. Um, in yeah, Philly. My, my, oh. <laughs> that, was one of the, that was one of the weirdest stories from last year. It, all of a sudden, I just saw DeAndre Swift murdered a guy. It was some of the most ir- it was some of the most irresponsible reporting like you've ever seen. And then like a week later, it was like a retraction. Oh, by the way, DeAndre Swift didn't murder a guy. Um, <laughs> I, I both really. Uh, Good upside players. Uh, what Brandon says, unfortunately, is the truth. Miles Sanders has not scored a touchdown since Reagan was president. Um, <laughs> this dude, he just does not score touchdowns. And as long as Jalen Hurts is on the field, uh, he probably is not going to score many more touchdowns. Uh, the thing is, though, if he can actually put up a 16-game season, 17, even just 14, the guy I don't think the guy's ever played more than 12 games in his entire career. It's insane. So... He, so, yeah, so, I mean, I think that's a big deal. Um, it is. It, it's a little bit fluky. Uh, if you ask somebody who, in our league, owned Miles Sanders, uh, Goose, um, literally, Miles Sanders, they ride him the whole way down. He gets down, down to the goal line. He comes out because he needs a breath, and uh, Kenneth Gainwell gets the carry, and all of a sudden he's in, in the end zone. Uh, I, I, think, I think that levels out. It's when a guy is that productive and doesn't score touchdowns, I'm willing to take the gamble that he's going to all of a sudden start scoring some of those touchdowns because of the leveling out. Here's why Miles Sanders is a good play this year, folks. Guess what Miles Sanders is next year? A free agent. In a contract. This is a contract year. You'll never see guys that are injury prone all of a sudden not become injury prone like a contract year. I think he rises to the occasion. Yep. 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 I think he's a great play at 27. What's interesting to me, I think that really just kind of draws in the, the kind of the focus of what we're talking about here, and it's a good way to get a feel for if you think a guy's overrated or underrated. Miles Sanders is number is running back twenty six. Mm-hmm. Running back twenty five is AJ Dillon. Yep. 
Who's a backup? Running back, who's a backup? Running back 27 is Clyde, uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Who's splitting carries? Kareem Hunt. So like we're talking, there's two backups like mm-hmm. hovering around him. Like, yep. And you're talking about starting productive running back. Yep. I, I like just, all three of those better. A lot of value Abs- there. Absolutely. Um, so let's shift the, the conversation here to the wide receivers in Philadelphia. Um, Why? I think A.J. Brown's infinitely interesting. He's currently going wide receiver 11. 27 overall, so you're going to have to draft him, you know, early third round, back into the second. Please, any of you guys. I think him. that's high. I think that's high because I so think this fucking high. This this offense guy sucks. <laughs> we, we saw this offense last year. They want to run the ball. They're going to run the ball at all costs um, based on what actually worked for them. A.J. Brown, as good as he is, and he's very capable of, you know, he only needs one, literally one catch a game. AJ Brown can take it to the house, and and that's that's your fantasy production for the day. Why is AJ Brown but so that's, overrated? That's, that's, I don't understand the AJ Brown you, hype. Look at his actual stats; he's not that good. Yeah, because would, would you rather have T Higgins? Yes. <laughs> Michael Pittman. Yes. It, it's it's all about Deontay it's all about Johnson. Value. Right. DJ Moore. Point, in general, I would rather have AJ Waddle. I would rather have AJ Brown Jerry than McCorn, some of those Brandon guys. Cooks. It's just like all but, these guys. But based on the value, I would rather have those other guys. Yeah, but my point is on value. They're, those guys are all. I agree. Him. I agree with you. Um, so I think that's really high for AJ Brown. Um, for the sounds like for the most part, we're all going to stay away from him. What about Devonta Smith at wide receiver 35, 85 overall? I see. That's, that's the, to me the complete opposite. I love that one. Yeah. Yeah, I, I want to stay on AJ Brown for a second because I don't understand this guy I, at all. I, I, I have the perfect answer. So, but you, you go through your spat, and I'm, I'm going to tell you exactly why AJ Brown is so overrated. I don't understand it. He's had two barely thousand yard seasons, his rookie and then second year. Uh, his second year season, he did have an 11 touchdown season. I think touchdowns are kind of an overrated stat for wide receivers. The main marks that I'm looking for in terms of wide receiver stats or how many receptions are you getting because that's what volume those are the type of first downs you're getting and what type of yards are you putting up for the offense he's barely cleared a thousand yards twice he did not clear a thousand yards last year the guy never stays healthy he's one of the most overrated fantasy assets slash wide receivers ever I think the Eagles overpaid for him I don't get him at all I mean we think it's because of coming out of the Titans offense we're giving the benefit of the doubt to say he was in a run first run second run third offense yeah so what are they in now yeah I I agree with Marcus I think it's still a run first offense which is why I dislike him at wide uh, wide receiver 11 I I hated the trade but the re the reason AJ Brown is so overrated Google it right now. AJ Brown, DK Metcalf. You're gonna see a picture of them flexing. That's DK. <laughs> oh yeah, you're right. That that is that is DK. That like that's DK's claim to fame, and AJ's right there. That's yeah. the reason he's so overrated. Like he's like he's not not that you he's, know he's not that he's bad, but he was never a first round receiver. You want to hear something even worse than his his uh, ranking as eleventh? You know, in Dynasty, he's rated as the fifth wide receiver. <laughs> That's insane. I would I would definitely not. I would definitely not. Um, how about tight end? Nope. Nope. All right. So let, let's gloss. Let's gloss. Let's gloss over just these next few. Uh, just, just give me anyone interesting on the Washington or the Wait, Giants. You don't think Dallas Goddard is interesting at tight end for the for the Eagles? Just don't think we need to talk about it. Just, just I, I don't want a single player on the Eagles that isn't named Jalen Hurts, and I only want him for fantasy. So I, no, if, I, if I have any Eagle on my team, I'm not happy. Okay. So for I, for Washington. I, I think that McLaurin and Gibson are interesting. Um, and then for uh, 
No, I'm not. No, for I'm the not. Giants, I think Saquon's interesting. Okay. In what way? Be- because he's Saquon, he's going to get he's, – he's, he's really good as long as he stays healthy. I think you saw some bursts last year. Yeah, I, 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 Hopef- I, hopefully he's healthy this year. I, I think, That's really I think what I'm Derek, I think Derek had a great name when it comes to the Giants as, as far as who's interesting. And that's Ricky Steele Jones. <laughs> I, I think I think he's yeah. We can all take flyers on super late picks. No, but yeah, but but that's who's interesting. Like, I would take C. Slayton super late. So or, so, so or if, off the waiver so wire. Newman, but if you have the, if you have the number one overall pick, are you going to take Saquon Barkley? No. So then he's not interesting. What What do you mean? He's not going in the first round. <laughs> he's not even going in the first round. He's going to go in the first round, guaranteed. He's running like eleven, player nineteen overall currently. Yeah. 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 So watch, you're taking watch. him back end of the second. I would absolutely take Saquon Barkley back into the second. And if anybody who says they wouldn't is lying. Oh, if, I, if I can get Saquon in the second, I, I'm doing it. I like I like Kenneth Gainwell because I, I think Sanders gets hurt eventually, and I liked his talent when he did play. Boston Scott always figures out a way to have like two weeks, three scores, 15 points. I don't understand it. Um, you know, there's some interesting players around. Tony's interesting. Um, if you can get Danny Dimes late, I, I think there's some upside there. I think he he is my 15th round pick. If any of you guys take him, I'll murder you. He'll be, <laughs> yeah. he'll be, he'll be gone by then. But that, I mean, for me, that that's it. Like, I I just don't think, like, from a divisional standpoint, besides the you know the main guys who are, are you know, for, talk, for the most part, they're pretty accurate as far as their value. You know, Goddard's not sexy to talk about because he's going pretty much exactly where he should be. Yeah, I mean, I, I think McLaurin is being taken too late. Uh, this year in fantasy, he's currently ranked at number 16th. I agree uh, with that. And uh, I, I think he's being taken too late. Um, I also really, really, really like Danny Dimes again as a high upside quarterback, too. I think you just got to roll the dice on the guy. Maybe you Absolutely may, have to. Maybe dabble. Dude, this could be Danny Dimes' 800 rushing yard season. <laughs> I'm serious. Like, what, what if all of a sudden he is rushing the ball like he should have been all these years? Then he's hurt. Dude, if, 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 if you're Jalen ever going to see a team cut a running uh, quarterback loose to run and try to do something, this is it's here. when he's on the last year of his contract without them picking up the option. <laughs> For sure. And, dude, <laughs> and he's trying to win his next contract. Dude, all I'm saying is I look at Jalen Hurts and I look at Danny Dimes. I think Danny Dimes is more talented. I really do. He's faster. He's a better thrower. 100%. He can throw down field better than, than Jalen Hurts. What else is he? He's just a better player. I think he's just a better player. He's whiter. <laughs> Straight up. I think I, I, I think that Danny Dimes is... What, am I gonna, I'm am drafting I gonna... Danny Dimes in every league I'm in. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. Fucking all racy there, bitch. <laughs> 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 all right, folks. Any other closing thoughts? Happy birthday, Curdy. Uh, Dirty Curdy. Happy birthday. Thank you, Seven. Why thank, thank you, Seven? seven. <laughs> Just because I think uh, thank you, another uh, uh, I thought is that I might be streaming the team that plays against Washington a lot. Yeah, <laughs> Dude, Washington's gonna be so bad. I, I'm, I think Wentz is gonna be turned over. I almost a lot feel of bad for River. I, I, I have three wins. Does anybody have less than three wins for Washington? Less than three? No. No. I, I, I like that, like that four range. Yeah. It, it's not Jacksonville. It, it's not Chicago. Well, that was that was our drunken NFC East podcast, folks. We did our fantasy picks tonight, so we got a little toasty. All right, have a good night.